It is the National Women's Day all around the world. And in today's episode, we are showing some undivided, unconditional love to our women athletes. Uh, today, we chat to two uh, very popular and very influential women who gave their all for the South African emblem. One was a player played at the 2012 London Olympics and another is a football administrator, a former SAFA deputy technical director. Stick around because in just a second I will introduce them to you. There's PSL action tonight and over the weekend, officially the 2019-20 new calendar kicks in. I'm talking about Africa's most elite club competition that is the CAF Champions League and the CAF Confederations Cup. We've got some fixtures for you. This is the weekend special. Enjoy the episode. Sokala Duma Radio. Hello once again and welcome to SL Radio. First up on the show, former SAFA Technical Director for Women's Football, the globally renowned coaching instructor, Mrs. Fran Hilton-Smith. She was sent by the mother body of African football, CAF, as their lone delegate to represent the continent at the UEFA organized event a few years ago. The only woman in a 17-member technical committee that was tasked by CAF to improve the standard of African football until later this year. We caught up with the former technical director and this was our conversation. Friend Hilton Smith, welcome to SL Radio. How are you doing? Good, thank you very much. I'm doing good down here in PE. When you were still at SAFA, you had a vision of seeing a national women's league in South Africa and it took long before that dream was realized. But now that it is finally here, how does that make you feel? Well, very incredibly excited. I mean, it's something that we've been waiting for for many years Mm. is to have a Premier League. And now uh, finally it's coming together. So it will give our top teams in the country a chance to play each other at at a high level and ensure our girls become more competitive for the world stage. Mm-hmm. What took so long, though, Mrs. Smith? Why? Why? Why did it took so long? I think, well, one of the issues was finding sponsorship. You know, it's very difficult to get sponsors to come on board now mm. with the economy struggling. Um, and even in uh, so far, we've only had Cecil for the last eight years has been the only sponsor of Banyana and the and the Cecil League. So it's been very difficult to attract sponsors to come on board and support women's football. Um, but we're hoping now with a lot of help from government, MECs, mm. etc., that there will be the funding to ensure the league works. And I'm sure there'll be some announcements before the league concerning sponsors. And our ladies, they even went to the, the FIFA World Cup, the Women's World Cup uh, just recently, uh, without a proper professional league. But they did it and qualified nonetheless. Um, how did that make you feel? Because I believe that was also one of your big, big dreams for, for, for Banyana. Yes, I waited 25 years to get uh, Banyana to the World Cup and I've been fortunate that I've been to every World Cup working for FIFA, Mm. um, doing the technical reports and it always used to make me very sad that our girls weren't there and I knew that we have the skill, uh, all African players have the skill to do well at a World Cup and show their skill 
And that's why now so many of our players, Nigerian players, uh, teams who've been to the World Cup are now applying their trade overseas mm. in the top clubs because we have a natural skill and ability you don't find in Europe. And for this league to be a success, what do you think should be done? Well, I, I'm waiting for the launch. I don't want to preempt uh, what they have in mind, but yeah. we're waiting for the launch to see exactly what uh, they are planning. Real uh, uh, the SAFA vice president, is the one who's coordinating this league. Mm. So I'm sure very soon there'll be an announcement as to how it's exactly going to function. Um, if there's sponsors, whatever, I think it's something that uh, she will advise us on. You know, there's not much attention uh, that is given to the current uh, tournament that is currently taking place in PE, uh, the COSAFA tournament. When it comes to COSAFA, people seem to be making uh, less effort to even go to the the stadiums. Uh, What do you think is the reason for that? I'm not sure, but certainly I think the COSAFA tournament here for senior and under 20s absolutely massive. Um, it's the biggest event in Africa, actually, with 16 teams, senior, uh, 12 under 20 girls teams. And there's some fantastic soccer going on here. And of course, it's for us, it's big preparation for Banyana going into the Olympic qualifier against Botswana soon. Mm. And they'll be, they've, they've played Botswana. And the under-20s leave now for the All-Africa Games. So for us as South Africa, it's been a great opportunity to compete. And that's what doesn't happen in South Africa. But I suppose having two stadiums here, uh, you know, it's not school holidays. It's, it's We've attracted a number of people. But I think now, today, mm. uh, the people are filtering in because it's the semi-finals. And we really hope to have big crowds today, Saturday, Sunday for the finals. You know, talking about competing, Mrs. Smith, looking at this current squad of uh, Banyana, how far do you think we are from the rest of the African continent and the world? Well, we've certainly closed the gap. I think uh, there's no experience like going to the World Cup. It's the cherry on the top for anybody, everybody. So finally, we've been there. Um, these players have now had a taste of what it's like at the World Cup. And it's up to them now also to up their game, to go and do more work when they're at home on their uh, physical ability, their speed, their, their strength, whatever. Mm. So I think it gives them another goal to aim for because obviously we want to qualify for the Olympics mm. and we want to qualify for the next World Cup. Uh, from what you have seen so far, um, would you say the standard has been uh, higher this year because we've seen some debutants um, in this tournament? Definitely a much higher standard. Um, I think teams have really shown themselves, like uh, Zambia have a great team here, especially at under-20 with many players who went to the under-17 World Cup. Um, Tanzania have really stood up. They're strong. Uh, Zimbabwe, of course, our neighbours have always been competitors. Um, so I think the, the stronger teams are now in the semi-finals. Maybe Malawi was unlucky to miss out. But then the new kids on the block, Comoros, um, uh, Madagascar, uh, Mauritius, sorry, I think they struggled a bit for their first time here. It was tough going for them, some big squares. 
score 17 0 Comores mm. lost 13 0 right. But for them, it's a learning curve. You've got to go back home and see, well, you can't just pitch up and, and you know, expect to win games. You've got to go and strategize and uh, put a team together and yeah. play, compete, 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 yeah. so that when you come here, you can compete on an even footing. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you so much uh, for taking your time and speaking to us on SL Radio. Pleasure. Thank you very much. And now we bring you yet another queen, the only African woman I know of who scored a whopping 102 goals in 124 matches for Banyana, a woman who knows how to rattle the net, represented Banyana at the 2012 London Olympics, played for Fortuna Joring in Denmark, and was also nominated for the FIFA Women's Player of the Year in 2005, and that is Poshia Modise. Bashin, welcome and thank you for joining us. Hola. Hi, <laughs> Very early in the morning, eh? <laughs> yeah, but I'm an early person anyway. Mm. Mm. Let's start from here. 124 games, 101 goals. You hold an African record. How did you do it? 102 goals. Wow, okay. I minus yeah. one there. Okay. I minus my one. <laughs> hey, it's 102. Wow. I guess I guess it's about it's about your passion and, and trying to become the best that you can be, you know, with the talent that you have and trying, you know, to change the situation with the talent that you have, especially for women's football, you know. Mm. We, we With the situation, you know, when we were growing up, you know, playing for women's football, we didn't really have the opportunities that are, are really here now. Mm. But with, 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 with what we had, we tried to... to, to to, to play uh, the best game so that uh, women's football could be in a good place. Mm-hmm. And and also, it's all about hard work, you know, stay disciplined. Sure. You tell yourself, Uti, what is it that you want to achieve? What is it that you want to leave a legacy for? You understand? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was when I entered uh, entered just in women's football, there was a lot of struggles in women's football and I saw players that I played with, Abu Veronica Peo, Abu mm-hmm. Joanne Solomon, mm-hmm. Abu Swongla Kumalo, Abu Kabu Zita. Then they were such a good players, but I, I felt good. they're gonna be forgotten because mm. women's football is not is not powerful. I, I felt good. I wanna I wanna be special. I wanna do something that is so special that people they wouldn't forget about me. Mm. With the talent that I have, I need to be a voice of women's football. You know, so women's football could change the way the situation is now. So yeah, for me, scoring those goals, it was trying to be that voice to say women also they can do it. You know, mm. it's just that we need to invest in our women's game. That's all. Yes. The implementation of a national women's league will help Kangaganani in terms of growing our football in the country. Mamela, it will it will help uh, it will help the situation because if you check, we have a lot of players that are in the national team mm. and are not playing really a professional football. They are playing amateur football mm-hmm. in 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 in, in league is not that powerful. Then you have other players that are playing overseas, so it doesn't really balance the team. But if we could have a professional women's football, I'm sure it, it, it will balance the, the situation when the players that are playing overseas, when they come, 
there will never be a gap that much but now there is a gap between those who are playing overseas and those who are playing now but if we could create a, a professional league i'm sure it will make a women's football situation even more better because people will start to uh, to realize and know about women's football that it's not only about the national team there are clubs and there are teams that have been feeding this the national team sure. so it's, it's it's very difficult to even run the clubs at home but i i just want to salute all the, the coaches all the chairmen that they've been trying to to put up uh, women's football in a good place out of their pockets because mm. you know women's football is not supported anyway we're not going to have banana banana if we didn't have those passionate people to try sure. to say as much as there's no money but we'll keep on pushing for uh for a uh, woman uh women women's game mm. so even me i was raised i was raised by my coaches you know i come from disadvantaged families sure. and disadvantaged families so i was helped by those people that i'm talking about that they were passionate mm. to keep the game alive so with 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 have for us having a, a professional women's football i think it will really help and another thing you know like mm. i always say yeah. you know for for us to do it alone is going to be impossible because even people they don't know about women's uh, teams mm. so like i always say we need we need really to to ask those uh, PSL teams you know to adopt you mm. know when they adopt we don't even have a proper structure we don't have a foundation sure. we don't have anything as women teams mm. so when they adopt us they will make the situation very easy because already they have a platform in PSL if they could probably teams adopt one of the teams mm. that they believe it it could play to their standard sure. then if you could cut in race because that's how Tina we got uh, uh famous you know to mm. be known because we used to cut and race they used to do it before mm. i'm saying why now we can't go back to that and those guys they already have a platform that you could help us to grow our game mm. you know there are people who come early in the stadium just to sit until the top game yeah. that's when we that we that's when we're supposed to use that opportunity yeah. to promote sure. women's football i think we need to work together you know mm. I, i always say that you know as, as athletes we, we also need help from our guys you know we're also mm. doing the very same thing that they, they are doing and sure. we also need to to be able to live out of what we're doing because mm. it's very difficult for us we, we can't live mm. out of football they could live out of football they could be able to support their families we can't do that mm. so for them having that platform i think they they need to give us that opportunity you know to adopt us then they create that space for us to really um, promote women's football mm. after some years then we will shift because people they will be able they'll they'll know now about women's football will be able to attract more fans mm. you know so i'm i'm just saying we we can't do this alone you know our women's football uh, it's not really up to the standards so we need Uh, that boost a little bit uh, mm. for people to know about it people they could see what women are capable of because people they only know about banyana banyana and yeah. it's not only banyana banyana and mm. this this banyana banyana players they have their teams that they belong to sure and uh, bafana bafana the last time they qualified for a world cup was back in 2010 they qualified the host but banyana banyana recently they qualified for the first time for the world cup and that is a huge huge achievement and uh, ustafa came came forward and said um they were bonus structures Uguti, they will get the same salaries as the guys that are getting it Bafana Bafana how did that make you feel it was sad for me to hear that because uh, with my belief they knew for a fact you our girls they wouldn't get to that stage mm. you know i feel they use the right platform to say that you know why why after they qualify they didn't give them that money because mm. for them qualifying to the world cup they sure. deserve a huge bonus money mm. you know but now they still have to fight even more to get the recognition to get the bonuses 
And it's it's very difficult when you know that for a fact which we don't have a professional women's football, mm. then you're playing against Spain, you're playing against China, you're playing against Germany. Mm. What's the chances, Joe? Yeah. You 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 knew which we're not gonna get that money. Mm. And at the same time you're giving us the same money that Bafana Bafana is is also is playing African Cup of Nations. We're not playing the same tournament. Mm. We mm. qualify for the World Cup. They're still playing African Cup of Nations. Mm. So why you, you you're supposed to say you you'll give us the same money that the guys they, they will mm. get in the Africa Cup of Nations yeah. and still and not? And you play. guys went to the finals of the Africa Cup of Nations. Cup of Nations. Then uh, w- what was the bonus for that? Mm. Mm, you know, mm, what was mm. the bonus for that now? After we qualify for the World Cup, we still have to put another 200%, mm. you know, for us to get those uh, good bonuses. Sure. I believe those girls, when they qualify, they deserve to have good bonuses. Then you, you add another bonus. You say, girls, if you qualify again uh, to the second round or to, to the semi, mm. this 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 how much I'll give you. Mm. And I feel it was very tricky, you know, for them to say that because they knew for a fact because we're not going to get to that stage. Yeah. <sighs> Politics of this football <laughs> but now tell me Yazi, when you're looking at yourself looking back at your successful career the amount of goals that you scored for both your club and the national team do you feel like Aish, I should have done better or I should have done more no, to tell you the honest truth, I'm very satisfied, you know, with with what I did, you know, for for my country. You know, I feel that I gave my best, especially coming from the situation that you know, I I I grew up. I come from the very disadvantaged family, mm. and I tried my best, you know, to 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 keep myself going, especially wanting to change the situation where I'm coming from, mm. and and it was even difficult because we're still hustling even today. Mm. Then you find other players that are still playing today; they still have the same situation. Yeah. If I used to live in the shake what are, how many of us probably that are, are still staying in a very disadvantaged family and they can't mm. even support and change the game yeah. in, in their family you know so it's 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 not easy it's not easy to be a woman in the it's, it's it's very it's not it's not fair. We we always have to put two hundred percent in order for us to get recognition. You mm. know, so for me doing what I did, I felt good. I I I I, um, I can't complain. I felt like I created a lot of ch- uh, chances for other women. You know, to come on board to show their talent. Because even us women, we do have a right. You know, to to participate to anything that we like. Now the girls they are playing uh, the Kosafa Championship and they are coming up against Zimbabwe today. You think the ladies can make it to the final? and uh, maybe win it you know you know to say the honest truth from where I'm, I'm being sitting and watching the games yeah you know other southern countries are very improving especially when you're talking about zambia when you're talking about zimbabwe yeah you know you check their development and they're under 20s mm. you know they're also playing a very good football you know and you could tell that they have a plan you know, probably one day they wanna be underdogs of the uh, uh, of Africa. Yeah. So we also need to put up a plan. You know, we we need to know where we're going, what we wanna achieve. I I still believe we 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 don't have the the, the plan of saying you know after four years or after two years we wanna be the the queens of Africa. Mm. You know, so we need to put the plan towards to be the queens of Africa. You know, so and it's gonna be it's not gonna be easy for Vanyana Vanyana today. I, I I must be honest. Mm. Zimbabwe is playing a good football. Mm. Zimbabwe has got good players, young players. I'm not even sure where they're coming from, mm. but what I've been seeing, I'm very impressed. You know, and I, I, I see us. We, we, we're doing okay. We're doing okay, and I was expecting our team to overplay all these these teams that are here because after all the preparation we had before the World.
World Cup winning the the Africa Cup of Nations, going to the World Cup. Mm. We need to come here and just play a good football and and show this is South African team that they still have a long way to go. You know, with our performance. You know, but then I'm just saying I'm not trying to be anything. I'm just saying. We still need to put a lot of work for us if we want to re- really to be the queens of Africa. Washin, go out there, my sister, and enjoy your breakfast. Thank you very much uh, for joining us here on SL Radio. Radio. <laughs> And those were our conversation with Portia Modise and Mrs. Fran Hilton-Smith. Now we change gears and focus and look at what will be coming up over the weekend. And we start here at home in our local PSL tonight at 8pm. We have Marisberg United taking on Highlands Park at Herigwala Stadium. Both these sides come into this game after suffering defeats in their opening games. Remember, Marisberg United lost 1-0 to neighbours. Golden Arrows in that KZN derby. Then on Saturday... Pulukwane City will take on Amazulu at the Peter Mugaba Stadium at 3 p.m. Then Cape Town City take on New Boys Stellenbosch in that Ikapa Derby, the first of its kind at Athlone Stadium at 6 p.m. Then at 8 at the Kingdom of the Zulu, Amakosi Kaiser Chiefs will be taking on Black Leopards at 8 p.m. On Sunday, only one fixture will be played and that will be Bloom Celtic taking on Golden Arrows at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Orlando Pirates and Mamrodi Sundowns are not in action in the PSL this week as they will be playing in the CAF Champions League preliminary round uh, the 1990 champions Orlando Paris are traveling to Zambia to take on Green Eagles at three. The Buccaneers making a return on the continent's most elite club competition. And then on Sunday, last year's semi-finalists, Mamelodi Sundowns, they traveled to the Republic of Congo to take on Otto Di Oyo at 3 p.m. That is your features of uh, the CAF Champions League. And finally, in the CAF Confederations Cup, TS Galaxy, the new boys, the Nelbank Cup champions, the Giants Slayers, they will be taking on St. Louis Suns from the Seychelles. That game also kicking off at 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. Well, we have come to the end of the special episode here on SL Radio. Thank you ever so much for joining us. See you again on Monday. This was the weekend special. And I am Shane Matsoyane. Have a wonderful weekend. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.